Hello, hello. What is everybody doing on this fine Friday? Um, hope everyone's doing good, at least, whatever you are doing. Uh, but what I'm doing is getting into my top 10 NFL players, non-quarterbacks, heading into next season. I've been curating this list for about a week and a half, two weeks, changing it here, there, up and down, all over. It's been very hard, very, very hard to try and pick 10 guys and and not leave some guys out you know what i mean so it's extremely difficult to to try and make one of these lists it's very personal as well you know what positions do i value a little bit higher than others what you know guys styles maybe do i maybe prefer over other guys styles um and what their capabilities are you know up and down all around the field as well as leadership you know within the locker room their dedication to their craft just about how much talent they've got to start with, right? So there's a lot of factors that go into trying to make a list like this. Um, so yeah, with without further ado, I'm going to start from the top down just because I think you'll understand why, but my reasoning is you kind of know who's going to be at the top at least, and it's going to be harder to know who's at the bottom. So yeah, with that being said, my number one player of oh young bc hold up hold up let's see here before i get into my number one player i don't know if if, if bc wanted to join here or not say a little a word or two let me see here oh well i i just oh there he is yo hey what's good baby what's up what's up my guy dude how did you get did you get there and everything safe last night we have we have arrived in vegas we, we are here right now. We, are, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got everyone here right now. Yo, the squad. The squad. Hey, Dan, hey. Link, everybody, man. Yo. Hell yeah. Hey, I don't know if you saw, but Michael Rubin's throwing a party on Saturday. I don't know if you guys are trying to get in. You got to have the I wish, I wish, dog, I wish, man. Those all-white parties, they be going crazy. They be going crazy. Dude, it was a good list of people that were at the white party, though, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I know. It's. It, I think if they make it every year, that, that could be, like, pretty fun, like, to at least try and pop out to, you know, given that we're only four hours away. We are. Hey, Siege, we got we to gotta talk real quickly. So, obviously, I'm basing, like, all of those here. And, um, sorry about that. So... We got to base this off of the list that you had recently, right? Okay. And I'm only saying this because we have Cardinal fans in the car right now. Oh, my what God. What are your thoughts of the Cardinals actually going 0-17 this year? Okay. Okay. For me, yeah, I, I just think it's a travesty. Like, it's a train wreck of a franchise. Kyler's going to be out most of the year. Um, I just don't really think they've got a whole lot to work with. And with that being said, Caleb Williams, you know, next year going to be in the draft. Who says they don't try and tank and try and get him? That's just kind of my thought behind it. I think honestly the 0-17 is is a little bit more for the memes. Uh, but I definitely could see it happening. Like the Cardinals, they would not surprise me if they did go 0-17. Now it's obviously like that's like me saying you know someone's gonna go 17 and 0. That's probably not gonna happen either. But they're going to win maybe one, two games, if that, and they might have the number one pick, and they might damn well draft Caleb Williams with that pick. I mean, he, honestly, Caleb Williams is probably the 
best college player I've ever seen live. Without, I know. Without, in my opinion, but I think I think the thing is that they have Kyler, and I'm I'm still I'm still high on him no matter what the injuries. I just feel like a lot of people overlook the injuries. That's just my thing in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean. Going back to your Caleb Williams point, like, yeah, he is, like, one of the best prospects I think I've ever seen, you know, just, like, size and figure and, like, how he can throw the ball, maneuver around the pocket, on the run, you know, just take over games. That's something that's really big for me when I'm looking at college quarterbacks is, like, what do they do when the competition is highest? Link! Yeah, Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln has a couple words he wants to say. Zori! Oh, shit, I didn't see Zori there. What's up, Zori? What's up, Zori? Yeah, dude, talk talk away, my friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess not. It's okay, though. Hey, appreciate you guys. Oh, there it is. He wants to go live on his phone. <laughs> All right, here, let, let me get Lincoln in here. Link! <laughs> yo, yo. What's up, my brother? Okay. All right. We're talking NFL. I have a fake app plus crazy money. I don't think it's that crazy to say. Okay. Let me hear. First of all, what's your thoughts on the Houston Texans? I don't know. I mean, I like I like their draft a lot. You know, with getting C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, they're kind of going to be with the first year head coach though. D'Amico Ryan's that usually doesn't equate to a whole lot of success in year one. I don't know. What do you think in the over on their wins? I don't know, man. I think that division's going to be pretty awful. I like them. Listen to this crazy shit. I like them to win the AFC South at plus 1,400. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, listen. Link, I don't know what you've been <laughs> sipping already. It's it's so early in the morning, my friend, but I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, if you ride it on that, like, I might just have to tell you and put a little couple dollars on that. Just for the shits, you know? I'm, I'm telling you, their only weakness is the receiving court. And John Mechie's coming back. Hey, respect to John Mechie, man. Like, he beat, what was it, respect leukemia? Yeah, dude, dude, he was he's yeah, a fucking fighter, dude. Yeah, I mean, listen, th for me, I think the Jags are, like, clear and cut the best team in that division. Like, Trevor Lawrence, year two, with Dougie P. They got Calvin Ridley coming off the fucking betting suspension. He's about to get, like, 1,400, 1,500 yards. He's crazy good. People forget about Calvin Ridley. Christian Kirk was a damn good wide receiver one last year. He's about to be a wide receiver two now. Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, you know. The offensive line is the only thing that really scares me with the Jags. But I could see, you know, your optimism with the Texans. They've got a lot of new moving parts. I don't even know who Jalen Petrie is, man. Uh, well, he's... <laughs> Yo, but uh, Calvin Ridley's going to get suspended again, but I got to go. Okay. Hey, man, I love the take. Listen, hey, if you want to talk one last take, bet Trevor Lawrence MVP. I think he's like plus 1250. Oh, Teach, you're not fucking around. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. Okay, all right. Hey, thank you for not saying that, because I would have had a stroke. Are you, in, are, you in the, are you in the editing phase right now? I am in the editing phase right now. You know. Hey, are, you the, are you the only one getting work right now, or is Rowdy 
Uh, no, no. I, I think I'm the only one. Uh, Myra was here. That was it. That's all I saw. Well, I was going to say, if Rab, Rab, it does not surprise me that he would not be in there on a Friday. I'm just saying, you you and I share the same type of qualities as far as getting the extra work in. Hey, listen. All I will say is Rab has an excuse. His mother is in town. You cannot hate. All right, man. Hey, have a great time, boys. Be safe, okay? <laughs> all right guys all right i love this i love this that interactions right there that's what makes my day guys uh if anyone else wants to join be my guest give me a little request uh but if not i with a long waited long waited my number one player for next season that's not a quarterback in the entire nfl is tj watt uh this guy 2021 defensive player of the year 22 and a half sacks in 15 games. Now, a lot of people were like, well, he didn't break the all-time sack record. Da, 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 da. Well, he did it in one last game. So if that says anything, right? Uh, 39 quarterbacks hits in that season and 21 tackles for losses. All league leading. I don't know why I'm putting those plural, but I was. Uh, seven pass defense, uh, five forced fumbles, and three fumbles recovered. Now, in 2022, yes, he only played 10 games due to injury. We know this. And what did the Steelers do when he was not on the field? Well, they were one in six. One in six in his absence. They were eight and two with him on the field. So if that doesn't tell you how valuable he is to the Pittsburgh Steelers, not only their defense, but to their entire team winning, I don't know what does. And all time, if you want to take the all-time stats of the Steelers without TJ Watt on the on the field, they are one and ten. So it doesn't get any better. It actually gets worse. So, yeah, for me, this guy is ferocious. He is by far, not by far, I shouldn't say that. He is the best defensive player in the league. And, yes, I know that he did miss some games last season. He's coming off of an injury. But I still think he's going to be back and even better next season. Now, number two on the list, the reigning defensive player of the year. I've got Nick Bosa from San Francisco 49ers. He had 18 sacks, 18 and a half sacks, excuse me, 48 quarterback hits and 19 tackles for a loss with one pass defense and two forced fumbles in 2022. Now, the 18 and a half sacks and 48 quarterback hits led the league. This guy is a dog, okay? Four seasons in the NFL. He's only played three, one because he missed because of an ACL tear, but... Uh, this is his first year as an All-Pro. He's only getting better, and he's the best defensive player on the best defense in the league. Uh, that 49ers defense last year was just insane, um, and he was the guy that led that team. Uh, now listen, I understand that they lost in the NFC Championship game. They didn't have a quarterback, and even though they didn't have a quarterback, that defense, and specifically Nick Bosa, kept them in that game at halftime. Now, the second half was a little bit different. They could only try and, you know, hold down that Eagles offense, which is so good, for so long without having any offense of their own. But at halftime, people forget that game was a one-score game. And why? Because of that 49ers defense and Nick Bosa specifically. Um, moving on to number three. I've got another San Francisco 49er in the name of Trent Williams. Now, this guy just turned on the tape. 6'5", 320 pounds, and moving like he does, 
that's just that's just not real. It's not real. It's not human. Um, this is the highest graded tackle, offensive tackle for the last three years straight. Now, since arriving in the Bay, you know, he was on the, the Washington Commanders before. But that the, since he's arrived with Kyle Shanahan, he's been an all-pro all three years as well. Oh, excuse me, two straight years. Uh, but he's been a Pro Bowler 10 straight in his career. So he's only allowed 19 pressures, you know, in the past season. Nothing really. Dollars on the penny uh, or pennies on the dollar. And one sack in the entire season last year. This guy is just a monster. He gets out in motion, and he just runs people over. This is probably one of the best offensive linemen I've ever seen in my life. And what he does for that 49ers run game is, you know, invaluable. Kyle Shanahan obviously saw a dog, went out and got him. And what he has done for the 49ers the last three years has been nothing short of spectacular. So he is my third highest uh, or third, number three, most valuable player, um, I guess top 10 player in the NFL going to next season. Now, number four, I've got a Kansas City Chief, not Patrick Mahomes because he's a quarterback, obviously, but I've got Travis Kelsey. Um, this guy last year had to really step up his game, and by step up, I mean just turn it e even more of a Hall of Fame career into even higher stature of a Hall of Fame career because this guy for seven straight seasons has had a thousand yards receiving now last year with Tyreek Hill's absence he had the third most receptions third most receptions in the entire league as a tight end and the eighth most receiving yards as a tight end in the entire league that's crazy because the next highest guy the next highest tight end was 15th and 26th in the same categories respectively um now, like I said, seven straight thousand yard wide receiver or receiving seasons. He's also had seven straight Pro Bowls. And for those years, he's been AP or All Pro number one uh, or on the, yeah, first team All Pro. Sorry, I, I keep messing this up. First team All Pro. Um, but he posted career highs in receptions and touchdowns last year with 110 receptions and 12 touchdowns. He stepped up, like I said, when Tyreek Hill left. The Chiefs still won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill last year. And Travis Kelsey was a damn big part of that reason. Now, this guy also just doesn't get injured. Uh, I was, you know, looking with a lot of these guys, you know, what are the team's records without them playing? And Travis Kelsey just plays. He just doesn't miss games. So having him on there, or having him out there, availability being the greatest ability, uh, this guy is the number four best player heading into next season on my list. Uh, just a dog, man. Travis Kelsey, what a guy. I, you, you thought you thought he couldn't get better than what he had been doing, and then he pulls out a year like last year at the age of 33 or 34, I think, and it's just like, wow. You know, that's a seasoned vet if I've ever seen one. Uh, number five on this list is another Kansas City Chief. His name is Chris Jones, defensive lineman. Uh, he had a career year last year, was third in Defensive Player of the Year voting, um, now I think for me that he is now the best interior defensive lineman in the league, um, respect to Aaron Donald, who will be on this list, spoiler later, but will be on this list. Um, just seeing what he can do at his size and just the disruptor that he is 15 and a half sacks, 29 quarterback hits that led 
all def interior defensive linemen in the entire league with 17 tackles for a loss as well, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovered, and four passes defensed. Um, I, I just think 6'6", 300 pounds, and he's doing all this. He's getting to the quarterback. He's stopping the run. He is big enough to put his dang paws up and block passes as well. This guy is a force to be reckoned with. And, yeah, for me, that warrants him being a top-five player heading into next season, being the most dominant uh, defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman, I think, at the moment, at this moment in time. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited for Chris Jones to get even better. Um, and, yeah, I, I think he could keep stepping in the way, the direction that he did last year. He had a couple seasons where he was kind of up, down, all around, but last year he needed to step up kind of similar to travis kelsey needed to step up need to prove his worth when he's getting paid and he did 100 he did um also one last thought on chris jones he's always making the crucial plays when you need him to you know big plays in in big games and he's the guy making them for the defense uh for the chiefs defense so number six on this list i've got a dallas cowboy Unfortunately, but I have to give respect where respect is due. Micah Parsons, man. This guy is the most versatile defender on this list uh, in the entire league. And he's been getting increasingly better as a cover linebacker, but is so disruptive as a pass rusher and a run defender. I mean, he can do a little bit of everything at very, very high level. In his first two years in the NFL, he has both been an all-pro on the number one team both years as well as his combined stats. This just shows you, it gives you a magnitude of what he can do. 26 and a half sacks in two years, 56 quarterback hits, 33 tackles for a loss, 149, so almost 150 combined tackles, six forced fumbles, three fumbles recovered, and six passes defensed. This guy literally is a Swiss Army knife. And so for him not to be on this list, uh, for, for just seeing his impact on the game as just only a two-year player so far. He's about to be year, entering year three this year. He's only going to get better. And I'm very, very excited to see you know what the Cowboys do, what they scheme up for him. Not only is he a great player, but a leader as well, man. I mean, this guy, I think he's going to start becoming the face of the Cowboys. Dak Prescott is, you know, the quarterback, and I guess you want to say the franchise quarterback, but... Micah Parsons, I think, has a chance to step up and be that voice in the locker room this year with Zeke Elliott, you know, obviously out the way. Um, I think, yeah, he, he has a chance to really show his leadership qualities. And maybe by the time this time next year, this guy might be top three on, on, my, on my list. So, yeah, he is, uh, he is one heck of a football player. Uh, number seven, and I've got this named The King because the one coincidentally after is the prince Devontae adams man I, I still find it hard to say that anyone is better than this guy in the entire league at the wide receiver position um in the top 40 you know this is just a little stat to show his longevity and show what he's doing at his age in the top 40 of receiving yards this last season there are only three guys over the age of 30 years old that were you know in that top 40 receiving yards number three on the entire you know chart so third best in the league for receiving yards was Devonte, eighth was kelsey the tight end that we just mentioned and number 19 was tyler lockett everyone else was in their mid-20s early 20s maybe late 20s but no one else was over 30 years old so Devonte is still doing it with age it's like fine wine it just ages well 
Um, last year, 100 receptions, 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns, which was a league best. That's the second time Devontae's led the league in touchdowns from receiving in the past three years. Um, as well as his third straight All-Pro team, first team All-Pro, he has had six straight Pro Bowls. And to me, like I said, it's hard to name somebody that's better than him right now at his position. Um, there's a lot of guys that you could throw in there. But I just think what he does encapsulated in one, you know, he is still the best route runner. He still has the best release, I think, of any wide receiver. And he's making his case for having some of the dang best hands, too. I mean, some of the catches I saw him make last year contested. Nonetheless, he pulled through and was able to just just pull him away, one-handed, two-handed, whatever the case was. So, yeah, maybe it's a little Packers bias, so putting him above some other people. <clears throat> possibly Justin Jefferson, but yeah, I still think that the Devontae Adams deserves to be on this list, is still a master of his craft, and whatever the Raiders do do this year, you know, I don't think they're going to win a whole lot of games, but I think he's going to be a really, really good reason, uh, a positive for their team, not a negative, uh, so he is trying to impact winning on his, uh, on his own self the best he can. I mean, he does need a quarterback to throw him the ball, right? That's that's the only thing with wide receivers and them being on this list. Now, number eight, like I said, with number seven being the king, number eight, I've got the prince, and that is Justin Jefferson. Now, this guy is a monster. Now, I also have seen him get shut down by my cornerback, Jair Alexander. Now, that was one week. One week. But everybody has bad weeks, right? Everybody has bad days. You know, everybody... Everybody has those those games that they might not show up. And he's still young, still extremely young. So I think that he's still growing as a player. But without with that with that being said, you know, with his first three years in the league, he's been in top four of receiving yards every single year. Fourth, second, and now last year he led the league in receiving yards in first, right? So it was his first year as an all-pro because of that. 128 receptions that was a league leading and a 1809 yards receiving that was also a league leading uh eight touchdowns to tack onto that so yeah i mean this guy is really really talented and obviously he's a viking so i'm not going to give him too much love here but he is he gets open and you know whether you get open by a lot or a little he's open all the time all the freaking time and his new you know head coach kevin mcconnell has been doing a great job just schematically getting him way more open way easier so yeah i think year two under mcconnell uh or i think that's his name kevin mcconnell yeah um second year under that system again with kirk cousins who can deliver the ball accurately he's gonna have another stellar year and he's gonna just set break break records you know receiving records left and right i think after this next year so yeah, we uh we can see a great season from Justin Jefferson, but as long as Devontae is still putting what he's putting out, I think it's hard to unseat him. So that's why I still got him as the prince. Maybe this time next year, Justin Jefferson, I put him a little higher. Now, number nine, this is a guy I mentioned earlier. He was injured for the majority of the 2022 season. I've got Aaron Donald. Now, I expect a rested and healthy Aaron Donald coming to the 23 season. But do I think his best years are behind him? Yeah, I do. Um, he's been working so hard for that Super Bowl, right, for a long, long time. 
and dragging Rams teams, not dragging, I should say, but being a reason why these Rams teams had made two Super Bowls, right? The one with Jared Goff, they lost to the Patriots, and Tom Brady was literally held to 13 points. Now, that definitely was a reason, you know? Aaron Donald was a reason because of that. Uh, and then, obviously, winning in 21 with Matthew Stafford, yeah, he was also a dang big reason why they were there, too. So, yeah, I don't know if, if Aaron Donald can be that force to really carry you know guys next season you know the rams next season to a playoff spot uh i just think he's at that point of his career where i think he's kind of on that downturn now but to still say that he's a top 10 player in the entire league with that being said right it's it's almost like damn like how good was he before and that is really just an encapsulation of his career this guy was one of the most dominant defensive players in the league arguably ever and now he's just kind of starting to come on that downturn, in my opinion. And yeah, like I said, even though he'll be resty or not resty, excuse me, rested and healthy, um, I still think yeah he he's at a different point of his career now. But I still had to put him on this list. Uh, I originally in my couple first iterations I didn't have him on, and then I was like, you know, I, I just can't not put Aaron Donald on there. If he's gonna, if you're gonna tell me he's gonna be there for 17 games next season, he will be one of the top 10 best players in the league. So whether he's nine, whether he's three, whether he's five or six, he he's on this list. He deserves to be on this list. And that brings me to my last last player on this entire list. Now, so far, if you guys have have not been tuning in the entire time. Number one, I had T.J. Watt, edge from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number two, Nick Bosa, edge from the San Francisco 49ers. Number three, Trent Williams, tackle from the San Francisco 49ers. Number four, Travis Kelsey, tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs. Number five, Chris Jones, defensive lineman from the Kansas City Chiefs. Number six, Micah Parsons, edge slash linebacker from the Dallas Cowboys. Number seven, Devontae Adams, wide receiver from the Las Vegas Raiders. Number eight, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from the Minnesota Vikings. Number nine, Aaron Donald, defensive lineman from the Los Angeles Rams. And number 10, the most important, no, excuse me, the best player, number 10 best player going into the 2023 NFL season. I've got a second year guy, a guy that came onto the scene as a rookie. Now, a lot of people might say he's not even the best cornerback of his class. I don't care because I think this guy is the next coming of, like, Deion Sanders, the next coming of Darrell Revis. And it's fitting that I say Darrell Revis because he's actually on the New York Jets. Sauce Gardner, okay? Not only was this guy ranked the best cornerback by pro football focus in 2022, he led the league in passes defense at 20 with another two interceptions to tack onto that. And he was, as a rookie, an all-pro first-teamer. Um, you know, he's one of the better tackling corners as well, you know, in space. But his size, his length, give him the capabilities that most corners don't have. And he's still twitchy as hell, just as, like, a lot of the smaller guys. So, hey, shout-out to Leah, man. Sauce, I don't know, you know, Sauce, he's got the sauce, he's got the drip, man. We love it. Um, and he's definitely got the swagger and the leadership and the confidence to be a force in that locker room. I know when a lot of people said when the Jets had drafted him, not only are they drafting his on-field ability, they're also drafting his locker room ability, his, his leadership qualities. And, yeah, I just think that he deserves to be on this list, man, because 
people are going to see the impact that he's going to have on this Jets team this upcoming season. You know, last year, they were 7-5 and five with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Now, they had arguably, I think they had, yeah, the Offensive Rookie of the Year in Garrett Wilson and arguably the Defensive Rookie of the Year in, in Sauce Gardner. I forget who won each award because I know Tariq Willen was in there and there's some other guys that, that had a name to be said. But they arguably had both the Offensive and Defensive Rookie on both sides of the ball. Sauce was a reason why that team was good last year. He wasn't a reason why that team fell apart. So with stability at the quarterback position now with Aaron Rodgers, obviously making some other additions around the rest of the team, I think that people are going to sh- see him sh- be able to showcase why he deserves to be on this list in 2023 or heading into 2023. Now, with that being said, that concludes the list, guys. There's a lot of people I left out. You could you could guy, you know add guys like Jair Alexander, who I was it was really hard for me to put sauce over him. But I had to. I had to. Um, guys like Miles Garrett, who were ranked, you know, some of the best pass rushers in the league last year, as one of the best pass rushers in the league last year. But I just don't find his his leadership qualities. I, I've never thought that Miles Garrett has led the Browns to become a better team. And if you're as impactful as you are on the defensive end, you're still not doing that. And something something's not adding up, right? Uh, guys like CMC uh, or Tyreek Hill. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Fred Warner, Jalen Ramsey, Jonathan Allen. I mean, these are just to name a couple guys that just barely missed this list. But like I said at the very beginning, it is so, so dang difficult to try and and name 10 guys. So I did. I did. And these are my 10. These are my 10. And just looking at the positions here, you know, I didn't have one running back on the list. Um, I had a lot of linemen, whether that was edge rushers, defensive linemen, or offensive tackles. I believe one, two, three, four, five, six, six of my 10 guys were either edge rushers, defensive tackles, or offensive tackles. So I put a pretty high importance on the trenches, uh, when we're talking about, you know, importance to winning as well as, you know, the talent level that is required and the dominance that is then ensued by that talent level. Just seeing guys like TJ Watt and Nick Bosa just dominate on a weekly basis. Nobody can block them. And they're just complete game wreckers, right? Or the guys like Chris Jones and Trent Williams that are stout, you know, just stable guys that you can rely on that are going to make plays or, you know, despite them being an offensive lineman, they're, they're still going to make big plays when you need them to. Uh, I mean, the amount of times I've seen Trent Williams out in space against my team, the Packers, just absolutely bulldozing 225-pound linebackers, it's scary because I would never want to step in front of that guy. Or Chris Jones, man, trying to block him at 6'6", 300 pounds, you know, just long-ass arms. The amount of talent and size and, and just leadership, everything, everything encapsulated in this list, I think I've got the best iteration of 10 players that if you start your team with these 10 players and you still don't have a quarterback, you probably could win a freaking Super Bowl. So, <laughs> yes. With that being said, guys, that is all I got for you guys today. I'm going to be going on live later and talking with Asher about this list. He's got his own 10, but he had some stuff that he had to do uh, during the middle of the day here. So we're going to come on a little bit later, talk about his list, talk about my list, as well as... Uh, we're going to talk about our top 10 NBA players heading into next season. So 
I'm extremely excited for that. I want to save the NBA side of things for him, with him. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad I got to get this list out here. Um, I'll probably be uploading a little bit of a graphic, uh, you know, something like that of, of my list, Asher's list, NBA's list as well. Uh, with their with my top ten players from the NBA heading into the next season. So until then, until I see you guys later, be safe and thank you for all the love and support, guys. Seriously, man, if you haven't already, please, 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 like uh this video. Just subscribe to my my Instagram, the Sailing Sports Network. Not subscribe, follow, whatever, same thing. And yeah, man, appreciate it, guys. So deuces.